Welcome to Backseat Confessions Podcast. Slide into the backseat as we listen to mostly anonymous strangers tell us stories from their lives. I'm a rideshare driver in Atlanta, and the people getting in my car have absolutely no idea I'm going to ask them to share. My commitment to you is to tell at least a snippet of virtually every story recorded in my car in the order they were told to me. My hope is that you laugh, cringe, cry, but mostly connect to these amazing people. You may find a piece of your own story or just feel more connected to the rest of us. Join us, won't you? So, hey, my new friend, this is an adult podcast. Themes and languages are Definitely not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. On this inaugural bonus episode, I'm breaking the rule of telling the stories in the order I recorded them to give you a sneak peek at five of the stories you'll hear in this first season of Backseat Confessions podcast. I plan to officially launch this first season on February 14th of next year. But this is my gift for all those wonderful people who shared their stories with me and or just believed in this project. From the bottom of my heart, thank you and enjoy. This first story is the stuff nightmares are made of. Literally the thing we warn our kids about. Please don't take candy from a stranger. Story number six, October 24th, 2020, 4.50 p.m. was out trick-or-treating and my parents, they thought we was old enough to go by ourselves at that point. So, we was trick-or-treating in West End. Have you ever been to West End? Uh, yes, I have. Yep. All right. So we was in West End. <laughs> and these apartments that's like, is behind the basketball court called Highwell Park. Yep. We was in them apartments trick-or-treating. And this man, he just pulled up on us. And he was like, do you want candy? And oh. we was like five six so we ain't really care about who we was getting the candy from we was like yeah we want candy my older brother he was with us but he wasn't really paying no attention to us like he was on the phone how old was talking he? to his girl how old was my brother at that time he was like 12 13 most but wow. yeah he was supposed to have been watching this <laughs> uh he didn't care wow so the man we got in the man car to oh go get the candy because he said he, he lived around the corner so we ended up driving like on the expressway and at that point we had got scared and he was like where are we going and then he was like it'll be really quick we're going to my house so my brother i guess he went home to tell my mom about what happened that he lost us or something and i guess my mom called the police because at that point we seen a bunch of police on the expressway just Whoa. driving so at this point i'm scared and i can see that my brothers and them scared too 
So we chilling in the back seat. We can't do anything. And out of nowhere, we just stopped at, on the side of the expressway. And he tell us to get out. Wow. So we get out of the car and, and he pulled out like a real small, like, it's like a gun, but it's real small. Like, have you ever seen a like small, small gun before? Like a, almost like a Derringer size or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. It was really small. And he was like, get down on your knees. So at this point, I'm scared, but I want to protect my brothers in them. Because everyone else is younger than me at that point. So you were the oldest at five or six. Nah, my brothers in there was five or six. I was like eight. Okay. My older brother, he was twelve. Um. So, I wanted to protect them because as an older brother, you protect your little siblings. That's what my mom told me. Yeah. So I ran up on the guy. I ran to him. I started hugging on him, and I told my brothers to go, and they start running. But the police had stopped by at that point. They drove by, they stopped, and the man, he had started hugging me. And at that point, I couldn't talk. So my brothers, they running down the expressway in the grass. And the officer was like, what's going on? What's the problem here? And he was like, my child is being bad or something like that. Oh my yeah. God. And I was trying to scream and stuff, but he had my mouth pressed up against his stomach. So I couldn't scream or anything. So I bit the man, like <laughs> bit, bit him harder. Like yeah. I seen blood come out of his like stomach. I bit him, and I told the police what was going on. I told him that we had been kidnapped from West End, and at that point we had already been at Jonesboro. So the police had pulled his gun, and the man he, he had pointing his gun at me like he was gonna shoot me. While the, while the police were there. Yeah. Oh um, and the police had shot him when he had drawn his gun and acted like he was trying to shoot me. So right in front of you, they Yeah, they basically. And my brothers, they was gone. And a man had brought them back up to me. like, um, But he brought them up to me and said, these kids are lost. They said they was kidnapped and stuff like that. And the police was like, do you know your parents' name and stuff like that? And I told them. And they just took us home. Wow. Like nothing happened. They had us fill out a police report and everything. And it was on the news the next day about what happened. But so, did the guy die? Yeah, he was dead. He had got shot two times. He definitely died. And ever since then, I really haven't really went trick-or-treating or anything like that. My brothers and them, they still go. Yeah. They go with their friends and stuff. But I don't really go like that. I just go to parties, yeah. be with people who I know. Wow. That is one of the most insane stories I've ever heard. I can't, and I'll tell you, it, it does seem like you had like some sort of angelic protection because that story could have gone so much worse. Yeah, way oh, worse. Oh my God. Could have been three kids dead instead of that one man. That's right. Yeah, because you know, you know the statistics. Like pretty much once they get you. It's over with. Yeah, you're not going back home to mama. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow, I am so grateful that you made it out and your brothers I mean that's yeah wow and my mom she had bought a gun for the house for protection purposes only but I mean eventually I started keeping the gun under my mattress like when I was like 14 15 wow I can't even imagine that's incredible this is one you just can't easily forget the trauma of being kidnapped having to fight a full-grown man to save your brothers, and then to have your kidnapper shot by the police while desperately clinging to him. It's just horrific. 
I'm just so grateful it ended with her brothers being reunited with her mom and family. The next story is a much funnier kind of trauma, if there is such a thing. And uh, he also may just be a genius. Story number eight, Saturday, October 24th, 2020, 7.44 p.m. Um, I'm 30. Um, I have five, six degrees. That's crazy. Um, one reason, um, I've always wanted to be a mortician. And the reason I ended up in culinary school is because the body woke up on me doing training of me studying at 18 to be a mortician. And I told the doctor, never mind, I'm going to go cut chickens up and go to culinary school. So, like, paint this scene for me. Like, what? The body woke up? Like, what? So, like, uh, they do their last breath and they, they have their last gas. Yeah. So the gas woke up the body. His eyes opened up. He leaned up and he grabbed my arm. Dude, are you kidding me right and now? And I nearly, and this is on radio or podcast, yeah. I nearly shit my pants. Absolutely, as and you said, should. I'm going to culinary school. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to let this man finish his story, but I also just want to take a moment to sit in that. Yeah, a dead dude opened his eyes, sat up, and grabbed this man's arm. Okay, back to regular programming. And then 30 years later, I get back into it, and then I started practicing. I'm not really scared of the dead bodies anymore, so... It's okay wow. if they wake up now. I'll just look at them because I know you're going to die. I mean, <laughs> right. I know you're going to fall back down. Let's put it that way. Right, right. Um, and just like, because you we were talking earlier about, tell me like all your degrees. Uh, so I have a culinary degree. I have a baking and pastry degree. I have a degree in nutrition. That's my master's. I have a PhD in dietetics. And then I also have a PhD in mortuary, which is just like fun getting funeral homes and dealing with the dead bodies. And all of this by age 30? All of this by age 30. Dude, that is absolutely crazy. I don't know. Uh, the dead body story is probably crazier, but I just can't imagine even getting all those degrees. I have a tolerant, I have a very bad shopping habit, so I work really hard because okay. I got to be able to maintain my shopping habit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> just one of the craziest, weirdest, and funniest stories I've ever heard. And I love his attitude about the dead bodies. No matter how much squirming around they do, he's just gonna wait them out because he's got, what, five or six degrees? And he's not afraid to use them. This next rider has to make one of the most difficult decisions imaginable. All while being quite young and on her own and trying to support her family on another continent. She's a brave one. Story number 12. Friday, October 30th, 2020, 5.46 p.m. Um, you know, I was in a relationship for like five years. Hell of a, hell of a five years. Wow. And during the second year, I got pregnant and I had an abortion. I didn't even, he agreed. I didn't ask him though, 
but I just didn't want to have his baby. Yeah. And something about it, I don't know why, just after that situation just made our relationship a little hard but easier. So and you, it was st- just you like, stayed with him after? Yes, but, you know, it was it's crazy because I really don't. I, I only stayed because, I guess, the time, you know, I was young and naive and still fending for myself and right. getting to know what I want to do in life. Yeah. And it just, it just, it just happened. I mean, I don't regret it. Sometimes, yeah. you know, I, like, I wish it would have been different with him. Mm-hmm. Then maybe my story would have been different. Yeah. But I don't. I don't regret it. Like it's just like at the time, you know, I'm I am by myself. Yep. I'm from a different country where, you know, like I'm here, but like I also support my family in my country. Wow. So, Bless you me. know, taking care of another life is another great Huge. expense. You know, I already had sacrificed my career, like as in going to school. So, you know, at the moment I was only waitressing, like, uh, you know, regular family, restaurant, business. So, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, I, I had to do what I had to do. And like, yeah. and you know, sometimes, you know, it's not a lot of people see eye to eye to that right. decision. But, you know, everybody lives their own life. Like yeah. I was just telling my mom, uh, you know, like you can't let people decide for you or abide by what you should do in the correct path of life. That's right. Like, everybody has their own, if if you're gay, or if you're bisexual, or whatever you right. are, mm-hmm. you are your own person. Like, you can't let anybody tell you. People could judge you. Right. And it will phase you sometimes. You know, it'll hurt you. But at the same time, you're still going to do you. You're still going to do what you want to do. Yeah. You're still going to pursue what you want. You know, and eventually, I cut it cut things with him because I also had to give pride to myself like I couldn't continue something that wasn't making me happy just because I already put those years in right you know so eventually like you just have to do something for yourself and not for catering to others like how I was to him like I helped him build himself up from you know, not saying that he wasn't already up, but I built him greater. Like, mm-hmm. the, to a good man, there's a good woman behind her. Uh, right. You know, sure. and so I just felt like I was investing so much in him that he was not investing in me. Yeah. Where it was not making me great. It was decreasing my value. Yeah. You know, and, and not only money-wise, but, like, he, like, you know, got everything he wanted except for me. And that's just wow. not, I just not could see it like that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, just from my point of view, you are, you're just a really strong, strong woman, and I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Absolutely. I mean, I'm older now, you know, I'm going to my 30s, so it's like, you know, it's a decision that I had to make, and I, I feel like I wouldn't be anywhere near if I wasn't, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. One of the moments that really sticks out to me is that after the microphone was off, she thanked me for not judging her. Not only would I never judge her, but I was really just so proud of the woman she was. So strong. You can tell by the way she didn't even want to say the word abortion how hard it was for her to tell the story. She said she was from South America and a conservative background, 
so she almost never shared this story with anyone. Hearing her story was when it first hit me that for some people, they just need a safe space to get something off their chest. And this podcast could be that place. I feel honored to be trusted with these vulnerable moments people share. This next story takes us down a possible supernatural path. Have you ever encountered a person that later on you wondered if they were fully human? This young man seems like he may just have had such an encounter. Story number 14. Monday, November 2nd, 2020, 7.49 p.m. Alright, so it was like I went to this camp called YMCA located on Camerton Road, Atlanta, Georgia. So I used to go to the summer camp and it was this lady. Like, I don't even remember her name because why like, is that crazy? Like, but she used to always come get me out of my class. Like, and she used to walk around the track at YMCA and we used to just be talking. Like, she would be asking me what I want to be in life and what, like, you know, different little things like that. And she was asking me, she was like, did you ever, like, want to, you know, start exercising and stuff like that? But it was just like, every time I went with her, I used to be like, why is this lady always, like, just concerned like i don't yeah. know like she was just always concerned huh so you know weeks don't pass some account the same lady the same lady still talking we don't went on trips she'll come get me in my class like if i get in trouble she'll come get me in my class or whatever so i told my dad about it. i kept telling him i was like dad this lady keep you know what i'm saying coming like i want you to meet her like because she cool like yeah like she cool like i said something about her dad like she told me that I'm going to be some one day in life. Like, she told me I was going to be some. Yeah. I don't know what she meant. She was like, you going to be some one day. She said, trust me. I'm telling you. She was like, she was like, you just got to stay to yourself. She was telling me about the summer camp. Like, but I was so young. So I was probably like, what, seven, sixth grade. Okay. So I'm understanding all that. I'm like, what? Like, you just keep telling me every time she'll see me, she was like, you going to be somewhere there. I'm telling you. So I used to tell my dad about the lady. I tell the lady. She used to take me to her office, YMCA. I don't even know if she was over YMCA. I don't know who the lady was. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, but she used to be something important like that YMCA to be taking me around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I took my dad there. He picked me up one day. And he was like, where the lady at? I was like, I got to take you upstairs to her office. He was like, all right, we can go, we can go. Believe me a lot. I, I took this man to the office. Yeah. It was a like a regular office with storage stuff in it. Wait, what? <laughs> oh my god. That what I was saying. I took her to the I took my dad to the office where the lady take me and was talking to me with her desk and stuff. And it was like a storage place. Like they had <laughs> mops and so there wasn't an office. It there. wasn't an office no more. Oh and I really don't need to tell this story too much because, like, I was young, so I don't be wondering about you, man. Maybe you just talking, man. You crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like, that junk, I think it's crazy. Somebody would tell me, and I'd be like, nigga, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, nah, like, this is real serious. Like, my dad didn't know what I was talking about. He was like, man, you just had me come up here for no reason. And I'm like, dad, no. Like, it's a lady that be coming get me out my class talking to me. I'm telling you, like, 
I'm telling you, I'm like, ask people, I'm like, ask them. They be like, it do be a lady, come get him. And they was like, she's such and such set. But they even were like, on some confused, like the whole thing was just weird. Cause I'm like, I'm getting wow. people to vouch for me. And they on some like hypnotization, like they don't even know what I'm talking about, but they do know what I'm talking about. I'm just like, bro, I don't know. So it was just like, my dad like, how you been lying? Like you been telling me? I'm like, damn, oh, I'm wow. telling you, no. So out of the best side of this story, I think, what I got of it, I think it's angels in the world. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I think it's angels, or yeah. if it's not angels, it's something else because that is crazy. Wow. Like that is so crazy. Like when I tell you, like, bro, I was so shocked. Like I'm like, dad, like what? I was so confused. Like, you remember this sixth and seventh grade, me? Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. Wow. I don't know. Like I'm like, dad, this and is every- a late. And after that. I had like a couple weeks after the summer camp because it was a, ready. It's time about to go back to school. Yeah. That lady never came and got me out of my class since then. Wow. Ever since I showed him the office, she never came back. Got me. I'm asking people like, "Where that lady at?" They mm-hmm. like, "What? What?" You so know what I'm no one else knew or saw her, and yes. all that you remember. One other, one other. Like count the count. My count teacher, he knew the lady, but when my dad approached him, was like, "Who's the lady?" He was like confused, like he was saying it was another lady. I was like, no, that wasn't her. He was like, well, I don't know. Wow. I'm like, what? Wow. I'm like, what do you mean, bro? You seen her when I when I seen her. And and this like person or angel like only ever like encouraged you, told you that you were gonna um, be, something. be something. But she used to never tell me what I was gonna be. I'm young, like I don't know. I don't think you just. Around me trying to just mess with me because I had the little chubby cheeks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. nah, this was like for real because every Dude. time she was like, she'll she sat down, she was like, Listen to me, she was like, You gonna be something. Wow, she used to sit me down, like, like seriously, like, Yeah, you gonna be something. She was like, You so intelligent, you smart. I was telling her, I was like, Left handed, she was like, You left handed. Uh-huh. She was like, Oh my god, like, she was just getting so excited. And I'm like, I Dude. don't know, I used to like the lady because when you come around her. Um, it was another type of feeling Like a spirit or something Was on you like wow. It's just good vibe Like a good vibe That's why I used to come home And brag on the lady so much Cause I was yeah. like Dad you gotta meet this lady Like she cool dad Like You feel me Like you would probably Even be like Damn this lady cool It was wow. that type of vibe Wow I don't know That's incredible So she came around To build you up And then you said She would The only other time She came was when You got in trouble She would come And take you away come and, When I got in trouble Come and take me away And, how, and, and be my, like My question she, is How did she know You were in trouble it, Did she how That's in, what I'm saying Like I'd be getting in trouble Like as soon as I get In like time out Or something They'll be like You gotta sit out She'll come and get me She'll be like you, Come on She'll be like Come on We'll wow. go get some snacks And just walk around The track and talk Every time Dude And go I, to her office And sit I, I think First of all, you told it to the wrong person because I actually believe in, like, the supernatural. So, I'm down. I think that you may have had an interaction. Like, how amazing is that? I mean, if it was a real person, great. It's still the same thing. But how how amazing would it be if you actually had, like, a visitation from, like, an angelic being who was sent to you to tell you about like, your future what? and to build you up? And like, but amazing. I don't even want to say that because it was like I kept questioning Right. Like she never I'm not gonna lie She never was like on some I'm an angel or, No 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 of course No I get it none of that But like, you said you felt something When you were I around her I felt something Like I felt something But she never was like Oh no Like I never even wanted to question Like, like you're an angel Cause I was like It was a real person Right like, right 
Yeah. So, I don't but you know, know, that's how most people that have seen angels, they don't know that they're angels until later when it doesn't make sense. So... If I see that lady again, I might start crying. Because yeah. it's like, wow. what in the world? Like, I'm going to be like, where did you go? Like, yeah. why did you leave me? Or like, oh, it's that type of vibe. I'm telling yeah. I just met this lady in summer camp. So for me to be like, why did you leave me? Ooh. It was that type of vibe. Yeah. Um. Wow, dude. That is an amazing story. That's that's actually beautiful. Um. I know you're young. You're you're only 18, right. but um, so you got a lot of life ahead of you. I would. There's probably no way for me to do it, but I would. How amazing it'd be, like in 10 years from now, to see if you better understood some of the things she told you. Right? You're just like how incredible, dude. That's I'll a that's a freaking gift, her. bro. For real. I mean, I know that's the thing you don't tell a lot of people because they're gonna. Not everybody's yeah, gonna like, believe I, you, but yeah, because it's really be a waste for of you. story. Cause I be thinking like. Man, I'm fucking not gonna believe it. I got told my dad, like, my dad still to the day, like, boy, you just be talking. I'm telling you, like, nope. I'd be like, dad, nah, I'm dead for real. When, you, when we went, I'm telling you, that lady was in there. Dude, I, I actually 100% believe you. Quick little pro tip for the parents from my own personal experience if your kid sees or experiences something that is supernatural, try to ask questions and encourage them. When my youngest was a little guy, he used to see things that the rest of us couldn't, and it would freak me out. Instead of helping him develop the gift, I just wanted it to go away. So, yeah, learn from me, and uh, don't do that. Ah, so this next story is quite adult in nature, and you can hear from the young lady's giggle that it's not a story she tells often. Also... I'd say there are some themes of what happens when people don't address something because, well, maybe embarrassment or shame, possibly. Story number 25, Friday, November 6th, 2020, 1233 a.m. So, for my best friend's birthday... Oh, she's already losing it. <laughs> For my birth, my best friend's birthday, um, my best friend is a twin. Oh, wow. And he's a guy, okay. and his best friend is a girl. And one day, we were in Puerto Rico, and um, I was <laughs> in the shower, and she asked if she can use the bathroom, and she came in, and she ate my pussy in the bathroom. Whoa. And are you are you normally bi? No. So that was like so a total. So it was like a, I was thrown off by it so bad. And we came back and we sat at the table to eat and she was perfectly fine and normal. And I was just like thrown off by it. <laughs> so you were like super awkward. Yes. And she was just like, doo, doo, doo. Yep. She was just like, this is what happened. This is what <laughs> So did you guys ever acknowledge it or talk about it? Or was no, it just like it just happened? Never. And... I see her all the time. Oh my! Oh wait! So you still see her, and mm-hmm. you've never acknowledged it. No, it's so weird. That is. She acts totally normal. Oh my god! That's it's amazing. A crazy story. By the way, so your so your best friend, the guy mm-hmm. twin, does he know? No, I never told. Him. So this is like truly like, it's like the only uh, space you yes, it's a- That is amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. That is crazy. All yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! I love yeah. it. I thank you so much for sharing your story tonight. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed our journey together today. These are just a handful of the many stories that will be coming your way in Season 1 
of BCP. I hope you will mark February 14th of next year, also known as Valentine's Day. Uh, I hope you'll mark it on your calendar as the official launch date for season one of Backseat Confessions Podcast. You can take it as my love letter to all the writers, the current fans, and hopefully the many future fans of this project. In the meantime, I hope this coming holiday is marked with lots of great memories and even a few stories. This is what happens when you are a rideshare driver in Atlanta and ask people for their stories. These weren't handpicked people with great stories they just happened to get in my car and be gracious enough to share with all of us. And who knows, maybe someday you'll be in Atlanta and need to grab a rideshare and end up telling the rest of us the next great story on BCP. I'd actually encourage you to, every so often, just ask a stranger to share a story from their life. You never know what you might learn. I believe that our stories are powerful. They can make you laugh, cringe, cry, or even get you to think or feel differently. Our stories can truly make this world a little bit better place. So please subscribe, rate, and listen to this podcast and share it with as many adults as possible. It would mean so, so much to me. First and foremost, I want to thank the incredible writers who trusted me with your stories. You're my heroes. Thanks also to all the people in the background who have believed in this project slash dream. All of the music on this podcast was found on pixabay.com and it was free, which is an amazing gift when you're starting a podcast on a shoestring budget.